Folks, I'm often asked about my qualifications. Well, I may not have a lot of credentials or training, but I tell you one thing. I'm a PhD in pain. Now let me show you how you can change your life. Troy, this circle is you. My God, it's like you've known me my whole life. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Did I get that right? Close enough. Okay. <laughs> All my life is... Uh, All my yeah, life, damn it. I mean... Damn it. All right, we won't do it again. No, we're fine. That well, quote... <laughs> that quote... Is from the first of one episodes. Oh we're doing that again. That we yeah. got over that. No, I haven't run All it right. into the ground enough. Ife told me he was still laughing about oh, it, so God. I'm going to keep doing it. Ife, yeah, uh, <laughs> you ruined everything. We're going to be talking about the episode Bart's inner child. And hey, Ben Blue's here. Hey, hey. <laughs> How's it going, Ben? It's going excellently. I was just watching some Simpsons. I'm drinking some scotch. What's not to like? <laughs> I, uh, nothing. That sounds like a great day. And I know because I was just doing the same thing. I finished my scotch pretty quickly, though. So oh, boy. I'm having some fun. I'm okay. lightweight. I'm trying to pace myself. Yeah. I haven't had any scotch for the record because I'm a professional. You're just naturally jovial. That, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, I... Sweet liquor eases the pain. Sweet liquor eases the pain. <laughs> At least you're down to one drink, aside from 20. 50. 50? Oh, 50 Jesus. Was the, was the <laughs> I shot a little lower that's, than that's I That's a quote. lot even for actors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, everybody. My name's Alan. I'm Greg. And we are here once again in Boathouse Studios, and we do have a new guest, as you met. Uh, his name is Ben Blue, and he is a Simpsons fanatic, would you say? I would say so, yeah. Right. There's no counseling for this, okay, so good. I'm stuck with it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're talking about Bart's inner child, the, uh, um, oh, shit, seventh episode of uh, season five? Yep. I think? Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I used to have this uh, no, in my seven. brain. It's yeah, seven. okay, great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, before we dive into the episode, we like to do a little segment uh, I like to call How, You've, how Have You Been? Mm. Greg, how have you been? Uh, really, really busy. Good. I see you've got a haircut. I Oh, yeah, I did get a haircut since you last saw me. You think I didn't notice, but I noticed. Oh, you're so... Aw. <laughs> you're so sweet. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like we've been doing this for years. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like he's known you your entire, your entire life. life. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a haircut. It was, uh, I got a, I got, had a coupon, so... <laughs> Perfect. So why That's the not? only way to get a haircut? Yeah. Self improvement. Anyone right who there. pays full price for haircuts are idiots and communists. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't, what's communism? I don't know what it no, is. No, that sounds about right. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I've been uh, like there, a show just closed at um, uh, ATP, so I have a right. I have a little bit of time off there. Uh, but I just got my schedule for the next show that I'm in, uh, Christmas show. And uh, I got the script for it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but whatever. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh, happening. Yeah, it's it's 26 pages long. You can't and, muzzle me. And that made me very very happy because that means it's nice. It's short and sweet, and um, it's not gonna it's not gonna take up that much time to rehearse. Great. And we're just gonna go. It's called a Christmas show. It's a Christmas show. Yeah. Not not right. it's it's not called that. It's oh, called I see. Um, it's towards the night before Christmas, based okay. on the classic. Uh, Nursery rhyme or poem. Poem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm uh, pretty excited about that. But you have a show opening. Uh, I do. Yes. Uh, opening this Thursday. Uh, this podcast will probably be released on, on Friday. Friday yeah. So uh, it will already be open by the time you're listening to this. So hopefully it went well. Uh, um, give it the uh, <laughs> give it the TBN bump. Yeah. So uh, it's called the Underneath. It's uh, being put on here in Calgary, Alberta, uh, by um, uh, Theater Basement who our uh, sometimes co-host and horror expert Ryan Reese is artistic uh, producer for. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we just had our uh, Q2Q yesterday, and uh, so we uh, saw a lot of the lights and sound for the first time, and this is a spooky, spooky play. You having fun with it? It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, may or may not interact with dolphins at some point. Hmm. Define interact, if you please. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but think I'll give you some uh, some keywords: uh, blowhole, hand, punch. 
So leave your kids at home. <laughs> yes, this uh. is a this is a raunchy uh, horror comedy. Great. So it's it's I love it. very we're very much uh, embracing the horror aspect of it. Even though re- if you read the script, you just assume it's mostly a comedy because mm-hmm. it's very funny. The dialogue is very funny. It's very uh, out there. Uh, Colleen, uh, who's the writer, uh, Colleen Conway Blanchard, I believe is her full mm-hmm. name. Um, I might have got that completely wrong, and I apologize if I did. Uh, but she uh, this was put on in Seattle originally uh, the first time, so this is the first time it's in Alberta, obviously, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to come check it out, we're opening this uh, weekend, and uh, we have another run next weekend as well, so the 13th, 14th, and 15th, and there's a midnight show on the 14th, I believe it is. How much are tickets? Tickets are... Twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, twenty dollars. I'm not the producer. It's twenty dollars. Okay, great. <laughs> and uh, fifteen dollars for students and artists. Yeah, who cares about them? I'm gonna get mine <laughs> for fifteen dollars. I don't know about you. Well, I don't need to buy a ticket. I'm in the show. That's true. That's so. Yeah. Hey, I don't you know if you knew give that. Me a comp? I don't need to buy a ticket to be in the show. Do you want me to give me? Do you want to give me a comp? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. Uh, I'm going to give a comp to uh, my partner, Janelle. So Right, right, yeah. right. I forgot. It's kind of... I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, it's you a thing do. I do. Right. Fine. I wouldn't call her a thing, but anyway. No, I'm, um, I, I wasn't... Re- Damn it. She listens to this. <laughs> she now I'm going to be the asshole again, again, again. Ben. What's your story? <laughs> I don't know if I can top. What I'm we're in a tailspin call. right now. I need to pull no, up. No, I know. We, we have to move here. on to the next segment. Yeah. So, I know. This, uh, uh, this is our next segment. We like to call it, What's Your Story? And so uh, with our new guests, we like to hear about their relationship with The Simpsons, your past, your present, your future, and your favorite episode, things like that. So just whatever inspires you in terms of The Simpsons. How did you come across it? What do you think about it? Et cetera. The Simpsons was sort of all the rage when I was, you know, much much younger back in the 90s. Oh, sweet blessed <laughs> <all> days. <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, I actually used to work for, uh, I used to work for Shaw, like on the late night shift. And they Shaw had cable late night, Shaw Cable, yeah. And they used to have uh, on the TV in the break room, Simpsons had come on back to back. So I would time my uh, breaks <laughs> and break, my nice. dinner hour to go watch The Simpsons <laughs> because boy, was it better than my job. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Most jobs, I'd say. Yeah. So started doing that and then advent of torrenting and uh, and downloading on the internet, managed to round out the entire collection and like nice all nerds who like legally. collecting. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> slipped somebody some money for that, I swear. <laughs> But yeah, like all collectible type nerds, I uh, I love having you know a complete set of things. Mm. So yep. uh, yeah, got all of them on a hard drive and nice. Watch them still fairly regularly. Do you watch the new episodes when they come out? No, no, just the good ones. Just, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Um, right. When did you start feeling animosity towards the show? Uh, I would say active animosity somewhere in the early, like maybe around season twenty or so. Okay. Uh, but between about season 14 and season 20, I think I was just in denial. It starts building around there. I found, yeah. I found, that, I found that for myself as well. Like, um, uh, I can pinpoint it for me. It's like, it's the movie. Oh, yeah. For me. Like, yeah. That's, that's when I finally was like, nope, it's, it's done. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've gone off the rails. Yeah. And I never looked back. Right? And mine, um, of course, is when the sheep says tomaco. Yeah, yeah. Or is it cow? I it's a sheep. It. It's okay. a sheep, yeah. So that's, I've probably mentioned that on the podcast before, but that's that's the moment it clicked yeah. in my brain. Where I'm like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah, I think we're done here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's something that I can always that 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 always interests me about like long time Simpsons fans, which is usually who we have on this podcast. Um, they usually can pinpoint a season or an episode, or even like even more specific than that, when they actively started feeling at, like some sort of animosity or. Help or at least just like, by yeah, yeah, just like uh, disinterest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually might be. I forget what season it was, but when Homer goes as a missionary and opens a casino. Oh God! Instead. Yeah, oh, that's that's a good one. And it save, wasn't save so me much. Jeebus? Yeah, it, it wasn't yeah. so much that I suddenly went, "Oh, I hate this." I just sort of went, "Hey, I'm kind of bored." <laughs> yeah. Ah, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. You can go back and watch season four, season five, six, seven, eight. And why wouldn't I go back and yeah. watch the good stuff instead of subjecting myself to this new slog? Yeah. yeah, and you can be completely happy 
Like, I laughed so hard when we were watching this episode. Oh, for sure. For speaking, sure. speaking of episodes, uh, what would you, do, you have a, do you have a favorite? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Trash of the Titans. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, season nine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's one of the later ones in the, yeah. golden, the yeah, golden Age. Yeah. That's a great episode. I Anything like that with one. Steve, Steve Martin, Martin yeah. is always perfect for me. And uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, it, was, it was so. Plus, it just sort of sums up. One of my favorite things about The Simpsons has always been uh, what I like about satire in general, really, when it makes good commentary about the problems we face as a society and makes me laugh while we're doing it. Um, and the, the commentary on our total inability to handle our problems as a society, <laughs> pass them off to celebrities a la U2, get yeah. them to talk about it, and then plan B, we're just going to move the town five miles down the road. That'll That's solve the everything. worst yeah. plan I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, I have a very, so perfect. Yeah, I have a very um, love-hate relationship with season nine in general. Um, yeah, because there's a bunch of episodes that I really like in season nine, and there's a bunch that, that I really one? hate. Is, is that one? That, that one's you're... on the cusp. It's yeah. actually if I like just hearing the title and just thinking about the episode, I'm like, yes, that's an episode I like. But if I delve deep into it, it's also got a lot of jerk ass Homer seeds. Yes, which is uh, like a big thing about me that I don't like about the show yeah. as it moves forward, and that's uh, the more of a jerk Homer becomes, the less I like him, and therefore the less I like the show. And uh, for the most part, that episode isn't too bad with that, but it has those seeds, like the you know even just the the beginning with his feud with the trash mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. department. Um, all the stuff he does with Steve Martin's character Ray Patterson uh, is pretty much jerk ass Homer. Even though I like, like I think it's really funny it's in that case because, <laughs> because I, li- I like yeah. I liked I don't know somehow it worked with that character of Ray Patterson that it didn't yeah. like just feel like cruel. Even though it is like when you stop and think about it, it's like. He cut his brakes. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to murder yeah. the man, more or less. Yeah. Um, and so stuff like that, I'm, I'm like, uh, like when I think about it, but when I'm watching it, I'm like, this is hilarious. And yeah. I love it. So That's, That is an episode of season nine that I'm like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it is season nine, but I'm just going to ch- double check that on the Google. Who, who was the, the right-wing blowhard radio host that got Sideshow Bob Birch out of jail? Barlow. Birch yeah, Barlow. Birch Barlow. The parallel there for me is that in, in Trash of the Titans, Homer takes on the Birch Barlow. I'm the last mm. angry man, even though I have all of the privileges, you right. know, yeah, role. Yeah. And so I can see where you'd be unhappy. That Yeah, normally they'd sort of siphon that off to another character, yeah, character. but now yeah. Homer's doing Homer's it. Homer's front and center with it. Yeah. Makes him shittier, yeah. Yeah, uh, fun fact about that that episode is yes. it's the, um, it is in season nine, and it is the 200th episode. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Do you know what the 100th episode is? Uh, yeah, it's in this season. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it is. Sweet it's Seymour Skinner's badass song. That's a great episode. <laughs> yeah. Great black exploitation reference. Right, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'll be coming up to that soon, so mm-hmm. stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Well, we should have you on for that episode. Absolutely, because I feel like season nine is going to be a really, really fun season to talk about, just <laughs> because of the way Alan and I both feel about it. Yep. Um, like, because I also I I agree with Alan. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff not to like in it's season nine. It's a mixed nine. bag, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a very mixed bag, but like the stuff that is good, I would rank right up there with the best stuff. And the stuff that isn't good, I would rank right down there with the worst. <laughs> down at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's some episodes in season nine that are just weird and I like. Um, so I'm excited for that. And we'll, uh, we should have you back on for, for that. Awesome. Um, so if you'll... If you'll come back, we in will. About three years, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Once we get there. Yeah. Well, we don't want to rush things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. We, uh, we might. Yeah, we're in season five. We've been doing this uh, a year and a half, two years ish. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, only a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. I think only about a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we'll get there. We'll get but we're also doing one episode at a time now. So, yeah. We might rank ratchet it back up as the episodes get worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. Please. Uh, like season nine and <laughs> ten. Season, season nine yeah, and ten, yeah. I would yeah. love yeah. to Skip do two over and a few. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even eight, because they get a little less dense. No. No? Okay. Season eight has a lot of my favorites, so... I agree with you, but I also... (laughs) Yeah, season eight being the end of the golden age, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, the... A hard end. Hard, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> a hard, tragic end. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like to let it, I like to let it spill over because there... It lingers a bit. It lingers. It does. It does linger a bit in nine, um, which is why it's such a mi- mixed bag. Um, but uh, thanks for telling us your story. Hey. And we're here to talk about a new story. <laughs> Not really that new, actually. Uh, it's called Bart's Inner Child. And 
This episode is about, according to Wikipedia, because apparently TV Guide has run out of all synopses for me to uh, talk about anymore. In the episode, Marge finally realizes that she's no fun due to her excessive nagging and seeks help from the self-help guru, Brad Goodman, who uses Bart's irreverent attitude as a new example of how people should behave. The entire town of Springfield begins to act like Bart, who at first enjoys it, but begins to feel that his role as a troublemaker is usurped. During the inaugural What Do You Feel, Do What You Feel festival, several things go wrong, and the town decides to stop acting like Bart. See, TV Guide would have had that done two sentences Yeah, ago. in 140 <laughs> characters. Yeah, that's why, Much I, more succinct. That's why mm-hmm. I like TV Guide a I lot. Mean, they, they hired I mean, professionals, not just free on I mean, the internet. I mean, you could have stopped, yeah. but you I could have, but I, just, I thought it was like, let's hit all the beats. Mm-kay. Why not? <laughs> uh, so Episode was written by George Meyer. In a rare writing credit. <laughs> The king Which, of the rewrite room yeah. steps down from his golden throne to Dane us with a first draft. Um, I thought Schwartzwelder was the king of the rewrite room. No, Schwartzwelder is the king of the first draft. Right, that's right. He has, my kings mixed up. He has over 80 first drafts to his name. Right, and very few like full episode writing credits. Well, like he, was, well he has full, like that's what I mean. Oh, like, I see. Full episode writing credits, he has more than 80. Gotcha. Right, um, and the full, full, like quote unquote, full episode writing credit is someone who wrote the first draft. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. who was who was assigned the episode, wrote the twenty pages, and then submitted it to the rewrite room, and then they punch it up. Right. And so George Meyer has a lot of the jokes in a lot of episodes. Yeah, yeah. Very and rarely uh, first. They draft. would say in the um, in the in the unauthorized autobiography of The Simpsons by John Ortved that um, the guy guys would come up to different writers and be like, oh, I loved last night's episode. I loved this and this joke. And the the writer would invariably be like, yeah, well, that was George's. So (laughs) So get out. Get out of my face. (laughs) Get out of my office. (laughs) (laughs) What Mr. Groening meant to say, according to his attorney. According to his attorney. (laughs) Um, But this episode was directed by Bob Anderson, which is notable because it's his first directing credit. Um, and he will go on to direct many an episode. Um, and he's been, uh, before that, before this, uh, he's been assistant director for quite a long time. Um, and so I just want to read you his, some of his uh, right, uh, directing credits mm-hmm. after this. So Bart's Inner Child is his first. Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisa on Ice, Bart's Comet, Two Dozen and One Greyhounds, Treehouse of Horror 6, Hurricane Nettie, Homer vs. the 18th Amendment, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, Lisa gets an A, and it goes on like this. Um, Those are <laughs> well all into the, good. Those I was going to say, really Homer versus the 18th Amendment is a classic. Yeah. Um, and then it keeps going, obviously, into outside of the Golden Age uh, for quite some time. Uh, like I even like the... I even like I'll like just the... show you the list. Wow. Like, he's, he's, a, he's wow. A, an all-star director for The Simpsons, even to this day, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, I even like said, the Lisa did... Gets an A episode. I like yeah, that episode. The Comptroller from Canada? Yeah, I think yeah. it's really funny. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, it for the real Comptroller. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did, however, direct uh, the episode that is furthest from my heart, which is E-I-E-I Annoyed Grunt. So. Oh, he directed that he one? He did, yeah. Nice. Oh. So, so there you go. Uh, even even our favorites, even our heroes can falter. Um, <laughs> well, when it comes to the Simpsons, they all do. Yeah, they eventually. all will eventually. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting. It's his first uh, official directing credit. So, and what an episode! What an episode! Shall we talk about it? Starts out with a pitch perfect non sequitur <laughs> opening act. Trambopoline, <laughs> trambampoline. <laughs> And anytime you just sort of get lost in conversation, you can basically yell Trabopoline <laughs> and people will be like, What what the hell is wrong with you? But you know you got this handled. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Trabopoline Trabopoline uh, I always forget what episode That's in. That's in yep. because it's a non sequitur opening act. Yeah. Um but it's so funny. It's so funny. It's it's one of those it's one of those opening acts that just feels like it was like it, this this was supposed to be an episode, but it's ten minutes long. So let's just make it an opening act. <laughs> and, like I could see it being an episode of just like an extended Wiley e. Coyote parody. 
right? With, oh, yeah. If they wanted to go further with that joke, just Homer trying to get rid of the trampoline, right? Um, you know what it actually reminds me of in a, in a weird way uh, at the beginning is um, the, uh, um, the art episode where he makes angry art. Ugh. No, I know you don't like that episode, but you know what I'm saying, right? I, when well, he's like, I've seen that episode maybe twice, so when, I don't recall. When he's he... well, when he's he's like, "Why must I fail at every attempt at masonry?" When he's trying to put the, <laughs> oh, put the barbecue, the together. grill together, the grill. What the hell is that? Yeah. yeah, and then he like he outside he he screams and like runs, runs into with the, the umbrella with the umbrella yeah. and it like pops open. I just was reminded of that with the buzz saw. Okay, yeah, yeah. When That's he was fair. trying to dismantle it, and he just like has a psychotic breakdown. <laughs> Um, Your rust, <laughs> rust. I tells you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it just reminds me of that. So, like, very in character because this yeah. isn't the first time Homer loses it in the in, in the backyard. He will also do it when he has a pile of sugar in the backyard. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I will. I, I do try and point these out as much as I can. That is a cut for syndication scene. Oh, when the, it when attacking it, gets, it with the uh, buzzsaw. Yeah, when and it gets ripped out of the wall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so in the in syndication, it goes from him on the cliff, I'm thirsty and falling, and then to them in bed and being like, "Let's, where's the trampoline? No, it's not here anymore." So you just assume that he like somehow got rid of it using, uh, or when he when oh, he, he fell just into didn't the gorge. take it yeah. home because yeah, yeah. obviously, why would yeah. he take it home? <laughs> it fell. It down. is confusing that yeah. he dragged it all the way home, yes. then attacked it again. I mean, Presumably, he, fell he down was in the traction, gorge. like. Yeah. <laughs> Fell down the gorge again, yeah. Um, or was it the chasm? Uh, one of them. Yeah. I, I'm assuming it was Springfield Gorge, yes. since that's sort of their classic setting. For, they also know. have the Grand Chasm, though. Oh, and it was, right, right. Uh, the we, Grand Chasm. Last episode. Yeah, it, oh, was, yeah. it was in the Large last episode. Large on the Lamb, yeah. So. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Springfield has both a gorge and a chasm. It's a surprisingly well-arrayed town. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And in this episode, Springfield is a small town. Mm-hmm. And in the previous episode, it was a bustling metropolis. That's right. It's also a, uh, a town that can afford somehow to get James Brown to appear. So yeah, mm-hmm. to play a town festival. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that was in the twilight of James Brown's career. <laughs> yeah. He probably had legal bills to pay. <laughs> I, uh. I shouldn't be speaking ill of the dead. That was <laughs> a rest in peace, James Brown. Seven, years and years ago, a good friend of mine <laughs> phones me Christmas morning and says. Good news and bad news. Good news, I got you an awesome Christmas present. We're going to see James Brown. Bad news, we are not going to see James oh. Brown. He died this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, why, why would you call That's me and so tell me terrible. that? Yeah, just... <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> you can just omit that information. <laughs> yeah, you, you just skip the whole me. thing, man. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. So when Homer, when Homer has the trampoline... Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some great rapid fire just, uh, jokes. Yeah, phenomenal rapid fire jokes um, that are classics, particularly Homerland yeah, with Trampoline Homerland. World, Muck World, Muck and World USA, the sixty soiled mattresses, <laughs> which I'm so happy that they bring back. Is that Ford Adventure? Is that what he? Yeah, it? yeah, wow. and. It's just built out. He just he's imagining himself going out and getting these sixty soiled mm-hmm. mattresses <laughs> to build Ford Adventure. Yeah, and then Milhouse crawls through it and says it smells funny in there. But Homer assures him, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's such a like I. As a uh, as the manager of a business, that's uh, as often the attitude I want to have to a lot of customers. I'm surprised you don't. <laughs> like, I'm surprised they've let you run a business. <laughs> so, like, if, like you know that, this, and sometimes sometimes I have said said it, but like in a jovial way because you know they're like, "Hey, your puzzle is broken." No, it isn't. And then I show them why they're idiots. But <laughs> that must <laughs> but be a lot kind of, time, of like that must that must feel kind of good. Mm. Oh yeah, when when it's when things are all running smoothly and they assume something's gone wrong, I love just being like, "You're just wrong and dumb." See, <laughs> and here's why. Yeah. And then you and then you do it yep. in front of them, in front of them, while and they're like, watching. See? And Notice how s- I did it correctly, and they see <laughs> that they're dumb. Yeah, it's great. I I mean, it's like, very that's, rewarding. Like it's a. It's one of those moments where it's like, I know I'm being a dick, but this feels great yeah. to see. If it feels good, do it. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> there you wise, go. If it feels wise. good, do it. Perfect, That's right. Perfect sequitur. <laughs> Thank you, Brad Goodman. Yeah. And for some reason, uh, this episode transitions into kind of being about Marge. Yeah. Well, because she, she was against the trampoline from the start, you yeah. see. And 
Homer's retort is, at least I try to do fun things. All you do is nag. This is a and weird that, episode. Yeah. It takes a long time to be about Bart. Yes. Oh, yes. Like a really it's, long yeah, time. Yeah, it starts out being about Homer and his trampoline, then yeah. Marge and her nagging, and then yeah. Bart and his inner child stuff. And then, uh, yeah, it pretty much ends like that. But and the, Well, then it ends with McGarnacle. So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's about McGarnacle <laughs> in the end. Yeah, that's right. So a day not wasted. Because yeah. any day that ends exactly. with McGarnacle is all right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is interesting because uh, so it's one of those things that really kind of puts the spotlight on the idea of Marge as a character, at least briefly, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but how she's... More or less, I mean, Lisa as well, but but Marge, even more so, is like the sane one of the family, right? She's she's almost like a foil for the rest of them. She, exactly, yeah. Her, yeah, she's the straight man. She yeah. enables their shenanigans. Yeah, like Lisa's that too, but she's also a little kid, so it's like it's it's not as common. And the best thing is about Lisa is that the writers try not to forget that she is an eight-year-old. Yeah. Right? And she'll have moments where it's like, I'm going to have my wedding on here, <laughs> right? On the on the trampoline. Yep. And, it's, and she's going to call the Corey hotline. And she believes yep. in Santa and likes watching the Happy Little Elves. Little did she know that her actual wedding wouldn't feature fireworks, but would feature Marry Me written on a cow. That's right. As plan B. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, exploding androids. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of fireworks. <laughs> Sparks. <laughs> I don't understand. Of course you don't. You're a robot. So are you. Tear. Explode. Uh, that's a great joke in that episode. Anyway, um, back to this episode. So uh, we get, you know, treated to a flashback of sorts, a mini clip show, as it were, yeah. of Marge nagging, um, which is something you don't really think about. And I remember watching this episode the first time, uh, when I watched this episode for the first time, I remember thinking, yeah, she does do that a lot. And it's like, it's such a like, common thing in comedies and in stories in general that someone will be, like you said, the foil, um, that you don't really think about it until it's all laid out in front of you in rapid succession that you're like, yeah, she is kind of a buzzkill. What's up with that, Marge? And uh, I think that they do a good job of kind of like turning, like making your attitude towards Marge like change pretty quickly there where it's just like you're on her side more or less because like yeah Homer quit being an idiot and then you're like wait yeah how come you're such a buzzkill just trying to have fun (laughs) and uh it brings into the Brad Brad Goodman thing pretty pretty nicely I think and then we have Albert Brooks Albert Brooks back for the third time is this the third time it is he's done Jacques Jacques and and Cowboy Bob so far yeah uh Jacques being the most memorable to this point well, yes, of course, because Cowboy Bob's in a garbage episode for garbage people. That's very true. <laughs> is that in our Lost episode? I, mu- I think it might be in our Lost episode, Okay, yeah. There's three episodes in season one that uh, our audio quality was garbage, so it's lost But it's okay, because they were garbage episodes yeah, for garbage no one people. Really, no one so probably wants that, to listen yeah. to that anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe Bart the General was okay? Yeah, it was fine. I seem to remember having fond memories about that, but nowhere even close to <laughs> this. Yeah. This is so much better than season one. It's unbelievable. They are not <laughs> even the same, the same show. show yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Brad Goodman. Um, now, so we talked about Albert Brooks in the past, but let's talk about him a bit more because he's a genius and he will soon go on to voice my favorite character in the series, Mr. Scorpion. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, he will also appear in the movie, and I think he has one other uh, starring role in The Simpsons, but it's past hey, Golden Age. Hey, is Scorpio Age, so. Theater named after Hank Scorpio? <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> is it actually? Uh-huh. It's, yes! Uh, it's Dan Gibbon's very favorite episode is, uh, yeah, You, you Only, only Move twice. twice. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was actually talking about that with somebody the other night. We watched uh, Drive with Ryan Gosling. Sure, and yeah. Albert Brooks, Brooks is, it, yeah. is yeah, one of the one of the antagonists. Yeah, he's great he's in that awesome. movie. He's awesome, yeah. Uh, Dan Gibbons, I don't know if I've ever met him. Um, you'd either get along or just be like the, the baby across the street is to Maggie, and Gerald. you would just hate each other forever. Oh, okay. It's, you never know how that's going to go when you get two like Simpsons nerds together. That's, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he does a I think he does a great job with Brad Goodman. Um, he does an unreal job, like just uh, uh, a man. He plays a character with very little screen time. Yes, um, that is now what it's more than twenty years later still remembered as being one of the great guest appearances, uh, one-off characters. 
and a great Simpsons. send up of like self help gurus. Yeah, and mm. like the thing is, even he to this plays day, like there's people like him to this day that people are like, yeah, absolutely, you're right. We can think of your inner chakras, and it's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, to be fair, societally, our obsession with boy, I really want to fix my problems, but I've only got twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. that, that has just changed. increased at all. Yeah, yeah. if what, anything. Yeah. What did what did Lisa call it? Um, instant oatmeal, one hour photo society. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little I dated, see. but no. Um, but he he does such a like it's just like he's got this soothing voice right because mm-hmm. like in the past obviously we've seen him as cowboy bob which is like a salesman type mm-hmm. and then we've seen him as jock which is like the lothario like the woman womanizer yeah. and now he's got this character who's just like this like well let me tell you about the rainbow <laughs> and it's like it's <laughs> Let's a, look at the rainbow yeah like it's got a soothing voice which is exactly what these self-help gurus do right like you just have this voice that just makes you think yeah, he knows what he's talking about, but he doesn't. He has no idea. Yeah, um, which is clear because the you know events of the episode end with chaos and anarchy and a riot. Yeah, um, he just tries to help little Rudiger get. In. Ha! <laughs> but <laughs> um, the the thing I wanted to say as well is that the um, uh, you know writers producers uh, who have worked with Albert Brooks have said that he never does a bad take. And but the problem is he does a different take every time. Yeah. So they never know what to use in the actual episode because everything is gold. Everything is funny in a different way because he'll take what's written and then just put his own unique spin on it. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's one of those things where I'm like, man, I'd really like to hear the lost tapes of well, that was the Albert thing. Brooks recording this. Yeah. The best part of Life in the Fast Lane episode is Jacques, right? Mm-hmm. And there actually is. Footage. There, there actually there's is some deleted scenes. There's some deleted and, yeah. audio audio clips of it, and it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so so funny. Yeah. And I wish they would do that for every single one. I don't know if they did. They do that for. Do you know if they did that for Hank Scorpio? Uh, not to my knowledge. If it's out there, I haven't come across it yet. That that's a missed opportunity. because yeah. I bet that was gold. Yeah. That would have been. That would be amazing <laughs> to hear. Um, this one. Uh. His oh, I bet I bet there was a lot more interaction between him and Phil Hartman. Oh man, um, that's what you talk about because yeah. Phil Hartman, of course, is back. Permanent Albert Brooks and Phil house. Hartman in the guest house, and they share a scene, and it's mm. amazing. It's so fucking funny. Um, we also get some of Phil Hartman's uh, filmography. Yes, we which, do. Uh, we always like to point out which the of filmography course. of Troy McClure. You might know him from other self-help videos like <laughs> "Smoke Yourself Thin" and "Get Confidence, Stupid." <laughs> One I, of your I use that all that of the is... time whenever somebody's feeling a little down, and I, oh. I gotta cheer them up badly. That's exactly. <laughs> I just exactly say, "No, no, easy, same. Tiger. I need you to get confident, Stupid." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> if someone's just like you know, like ah, uh, like like oh, they do this thing, and then they're like, ah, oh, I don't know, that was kind of dumb. It's like, shut up, get confident, Stupid. <laughs> And, uh, you know, oftentimes people who know what I'm doing will laugh. Sometimes I feel like sometimes people who have no idea that it's a Simpsons reference will laugh because it's just a funny sentence. Yep. But there's also a lot of people who are like, that was kind of mean. Like, like, that was a That's weird... terrible advice. Yeah, what what like, is wrong with you? <laughs> he told her to get confident and then said stupid right after. That's just rude. You definitely take a risk. Yeah, but right. it's worth it. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those moments where you should just like address the crowd. Like it's like Lisa needs braces. Yeah. Dental plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find out who your peers are. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really easy with us because, like, we don't associate with anyone who isn't. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know, though, because, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm dating Holly, and she's not a Simpsons girl at all. Mm. Uh, so a lot of times when I, I'll just randomly drop a Simpsons quote, sure. like, she thinks I'm having a stroke. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Well, she's it's, also it's a ter- robot. And uh, yeah, that's true. So if you drop a Simpsons quote, she'll just think you're being sincere. And then she'll be like, what? What do you mean? Why what? did you call me stupid? I know. Your software is malfunctioning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And you have to do the, the hand thing. You got to do the sarcasm hand. Yeah, so, so she, she understands she knows. what sarcasm is. Yeah. Um, we love you, Holly. Uh, she doesn't listen to this. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> She does not care about Simpsons. <laughs> Uh, but in that, <laughs> so in that uh, scene with Troy McClure, we also get uh, one of my favorite jokes: the feel bad rainbow. Um, Let's take a look at the rainbow. <laughs> look at the, what's in there? Um, I did write it down what was in there because All I of think, it? yeah, because I think it's very funny. Okay. Um, so we have depression, insomnia, motor mouth, darting eyes, indecisiveness, decisiveness, <laughs> uncontrollable falling down, and my geriatric favorite. profanity <laughs> disorder, or GPD. <laughs> 
And of course, chronic nagging, which is what Marge yeah. relates to. Um, <laughs> it's just such a great. Those those are the kind of jokes in The Simpsons that we've talked about. The freeze frame, you yeah. know, uh, stop the tape, yeah. uh, kind of jokes that are just great to. This one uh, helps a bit because Brad Goodman announces them all. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing that they often have where it scrolls past the screen and without freeze framing it or whatnot, you'll never get to see all those jokes. And it's like it's such a weird thing because I'm sure a lot of those jokes are really funny and like. One percent of the population will get to hear them or see. Have them. you ever like tried to do that in the in Homer Batman, where the where oh, rock bottom makes the corrections? The corrections. I've seen some. I, I've done it a couple times, but I could not tell you what any of them are except for I think Ted Koppel is a robot. Is that one of them, <laughs> or is that a different one? I'm thinking of. Um, and what was there was another one? Oh, uh, in Bart's Comet, the following people are gay. Are gay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always sort of I'm always sort of torn about that though because I mean like my the nerd part of me absolutely wants to go back frame by frame and check out the joke yeah. but then I can't stop thinking about comic book guy or you know whoever <laughs> going oh well when he's playing the ribs <laughs> as a xylophone it's uh, one of the sounds <laughs> two distinct sounds okay seriously what is wrong with you? some kind of magic, magic xylophone <laughs> hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> And you know, I don't, I don't want to go down like that. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. But oh, here I we do. are. Uh, <laughs> the, thing is, this the thing is, is you're not looking about. for it to criticize it. You're just, you just want to like, you just want the jokes. S- you just want to see the jokes. Mm, yeah, right? get all the good material. Because that's why they did it, right? Like that's why they put all that effort in is like for people to do that. They obviously didn't anticipate somewhere down the line that we would actually have the technology to easily freeze frame yeah. every single frame, right? Quick time. Is yep. amazing, so. <laughs> um, so so anyway, so this connects with Marge, and she decides to go attend. Well, actually, at first, it's just her and Marge watching, or sorry, her and her and Homer watching yeah. the episode or the uh, TV, and uh, they watch it together, and then they start spouting the lingo. Um, you know that puts me into a shame spiral. That, that stuff. And eventually it's like, well, let's go see Brad Goodman and like cuz he's here in Springfield how can They do it for Bart. They think they think right. Bart they, could use like, it. Right. They're like they're like, "Oh, someone someone in our family can use his help still." Yeah. Um And here we are at the Brad Goodman lecture. <laughs> we know that. We know that. <laughs> uh, just saying we did agree to attend this help help seminar. What, what an, an odd <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> oh, that is one of my favorite jokes of all time. Uh, it's such a it's it's the perfect mix of it's the perfect lampshade joke. It's yeah, it's it's the Simpsons writers having fun at sitcoms expense. Yeah, it's I love it's when they do they that did when they so use well in their, their own milieu to like make fun of it. Like this is what they do. They make a sitcom and they're like, look how stupid sitcoms are. <laughs> like why do these characters announce things? Because they need to catch up the audience. But like if if they were actually in that world, they would not be doing that. It's also like there's times in uh, you know, um sitcoms or whatnot where a character will reveal something to someone. And then it'll go to commercial. And then they'll be at, like, a cafe talking about this thing that was revealed. And it's like, did they really not talk about this? Like, they're like, you know, I'm gay. And then it's, like, commercial. And then they go... So you're gay. So, but the, no. And then it's just like, all right, let's go to a cafe to talk about this. Okay. Silence until we get there. Do not talk about this revelation until we're seated, eating our meal, drinking our coffee. All right? All right. Well, Agreed? it's like when, when Mo is in his bar and says, I, I'm going to join the Navy also. Why did you say also? Well, I assume I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, they. Have, I mean, they like uh, the, that's the, one of the things I love about the show is that they have a lot of those moments. Um, this is I, I'm not gonna say this is the first one, but it's the first like really, really lampshady where it's like what an odd thing to say, you know, where it's just like and really even, pointing out yeah, the absurdity. Like it, they take a moment. It, it's like it's its own little scene. Yeah, because they could have just like cut to them at the seminar but yeah. it's them driving up and parking yeah. and it's great it's an it. obvious like, it's an obvious choice that the writers that i think that's a rewrite room moment yep makes sense like it's like wouldn't this be stupid and funny <laughs> if we just hung a lampshade on this and it would be like bart has a chance to be super funny. <laughs> I, I think it's that kind of like hyper accurate satire that really made Golden Age Simpsons what it was. Yeah, and it feels like it's been lacking ever since. I don't. I, I don't know if they're just not bothering or what. I think they're just they're they're. I think they're having fun in different ways. 
and in ways that just don't resonate with me. They also, I feel like they've moved away from the idea of the traditional sitcom into more of a fun cartoon of adventures, like an adventure show, more or less. Like they go to a different country every season, you know? Like, yeah. It's just what they do now, which might work for some people. I mean, it's still happening, but yeah. it, it, it was work for funny me. when they went to Japan. Yeah. But after that, yeah. uh, we're good. Yeah. Mm. That was funny. Australia is a good one. Australia, yeah. Yeah. Get a little knifey spoony. Why not? <laughs> oh, my. Hello. <laughs> Evan Conover. That's another great one-off character. Yeah. <laughs> you sold us out, Mr. Conover. Simpson, shush. <laughs> Disparaging the boot is a bootable offense. <laughs> oh, that's a good... That's not a bad Phil Hartman. Thank you. That was, that was solid. <laughs> but, uh, so, they go to the seminar, and uh, we get some, some more fun kind of rapid-fire stuff with the inner child stuff, right? With the inner child and what, uh, like, Brad Goodman tells them to shout out their problems. Right, yeah. Like I'm too. I'm always nice. interrupting people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like um, how I interrupted you there. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> we rehearsed that. We you nailed it. I interrupt you often, so I wanted to make sure you understood that was intentional that time. I did. Okay, good. Uh, so we also get the um, inner child. Nettie has his stay the course, Nettie. Yeah. You're doing super. <laughs> <laughs> and then food goes in here. And Mo, Mo's you don't Italian. talk about. Or you don't talk <laughs> you don't, with you your accent. Mamma mia! Mo's got the weirdest backstory. I think he's an immigrant. He's an immigrant. He was an in, Italian snake handler. Like yeah. I don't <laughs> who was on the Little Rascals. Who was a boxer. Kid Mo, um, gorgeous. <laughs> well, and kid, kid presentable. Gorgeous, kid presentable uh, and, and then Kid Mo. And just Kid Mo. <laughs> um, you know, he used to do the stinger. They, they don't let you they do don't that, let no more. that no more. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, his backstory is the most bizarre to me. It's very inconsistent and suits whatever joke they need, but I'm fine with it. And uh, Bart um, makes himself known because he's got... Problems. Yeah, he's probably got ADHD. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, You're no longer a human being. You're a human doing. And what comes next? Going. A human going! Ha 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 ha. That's perfect. Yeah. Come on up here. Well, what caused you to shout out that remark? I don't know. I do what I feel like. And then uh, basically creates like uh, Bart into this kind of paragon of like what we should all strive to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, I mean, what do you guys think about that idea? I mean, obviously in the episode, it's, it shows that like that's not ideal. Well, once especially when it comes to like things like work and your job and making sure things are safe for people. Bart is in a way like a miniature Ron Paul. He is, yeah, sure. this whole thing turns into a weird criticism of libertarianism. Yeah, yeah. Turns out, no, you can't run a society, <laughs> just everybody having quote unquote maximum freedom. Fun, yeah. Everything goes to shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, once again, I think Lisa says it best. He's just peddling easy answers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's looking for the easiest answer to sell the most merchandise. Right? Well, and I think that's like, for me, that's what a lot of self-help type stuff uh, leans towards is not actual self-help but just things that no one else does so that way when you hear it as a gullible consumer you're like you're yeah like i don't shout out things that i feel i keep it bottled up because that's what society tells me to do or like you know yeah i shouldn't eat gluten i don't know that's (laughs) i don't know about that shit um but you know what i mean like it's just like it's things that in the self-help guru's mind is like a revelation to society that no one else has thought of before Mm -hmm. When in reality, I'm sure a lot of people have thought of all of these things before, but just thought, mm, that's not a good idea. I well, it, a lot of the time, it's like watching first-year philosophy students mm. in university, and they're all like, oh, no one has ever thought of this before. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, bad news, kid. You, Everyone has thought of this before. If God is all-powerful, then he cannot be all-good. Yeah. <laughs> first-year philosophy. Well, I believe it was Kant that said, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, please, please stop. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> Get a PhD, and then we'll talk. Let mm-hmm. me familiarize you with the works of Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. What? Sharing is caring. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's very Jungian of you. Oh, fuck off. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Freud would say about these microphones, right? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything's a dick. All right, let's move on. Um, Sometimes Freud's a cigar is just, just a cigar. A cigar. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the town takes to it pretty easily as Springfield is yeah. off. T- mm-hmm. They're a bunch of sheeple. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down. Yeah. Springfield is a town filled with sheeple. 
they'll quickly like I mean that's and that's what's a lot of fun about the show too is the fact that you know we can have those town hall meetings that you know start end with them chanting monorail mm-hmm. or <laughs> things that quickly devolve into town mobs it's just uh, yeah they have a the shocking way. number of mobs, <laughs> so mobs in this town and, mob uh, rule yeah yeah and it's great uh, it's uh, ripe for comedy yeah sure is um, that brings us into Act Three, which is uh, the Do What You Feel Festival. Yeah, and uh, which is a lot better than the Do What We Say Festival. Yeah, started, <laughs> started by German, German immigrants, immigrants in 1946. <laughs> I'm really happy Ooh. they dropped that year. Yeah, <laughs> wow. they they got right to work. Yeah. Efficient, if you will. <laughs> this this town looks like a gullible one. Let's, <laughs> let's try it again here. Do what we say. <laughs> did you notice how it was a German soldier blowing the bubbles? Yes, I did. Yes. Uh, and uh, Kent Brockman says it's about fucking time. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that's so great! <laughs> I don't know. I, I was trying to think about that when that happened. Like, how often do we actually get bleeped swears on The Simpsons? Um, it happens. Um, the only other time I can think of like a swear happening, it's not bleeped, but it's when Homer shouts "fuck," and the birds all fly away. Yeah, yeah. when he's like, "Kids, can oh, you leave the room yeah, for a second? Yeah, fuck, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and there's also a bleeped one. Uh, Marge says, "I'm so fucking embarrassed." Oh yeah, right. Oh, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. Is that on Jerry Springer? Uh, I think so. Wait, that's in, that's in Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, so, I think that's, so that's not Treehouse. canon. Yeah, it's true, but it's it's an episode <laughs> it still of happens. The Simpsons. Yeah, no, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that happens, and oh, and another Marge one. Uh, either shit she's or like, get off the pot. Jesus, she's uh, just a potty mouth. Yeah, in behind the laughter. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. More kind of non-canon stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like that episode, though. That I think it's a funny, funny moment. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is interesting that that happens in this episode. That yeah. Ken Brockman basically <laughs> swears on live TV. Yeah. Or I guess uh, is it bleeped in the TV or or in our world? In the question. TV. Okay, so they. Yeah. So it's not live TV. It's yeah. just. Them, it's an, the it's network a, being like, oh. It's his My Two Cents editorial. That's right, yes. Uh, yeah, I would assume they've got him on a five-second delay. <laughs> That's right, Because yeah. he's, he's ready to Kent M.F. Brockman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kent M.F. Brockman. That's a good one. I like that. Um, and we get James Brown. Yes, another guest in the guest house, hanging out with Phil and Albert. And uh, he has basically one line, but sings a song as well. And, uh, and he's crazy over the top <laughs> dancing dancing and it's crazy over the top caricature design yeah uh which is it's really it's a it's a fun little cameo it's, it's a, nice when they do these celebrity cameos in the golden years because they don't they don't try and uh put much uh what's the word i'm looking for Obviousness, that's not the word, but that's the way to well, describe it. Like it's it's just like, you know, they, they don't pad it out like yeah, they do later. It's not on. like it's not like, oh my god, James Brown, it's mm-hmm. you. It's like he's just there singing and everyone just accepts it. Like yeah, the he's crowd in the isn't show like, for fifteen seconds yeah. and then we're done. It's not like uh even in the Michael Jackson episode, like when they think Michael Jackson's coming to town, they all go crazy, right? In this it's just like, no, he's just there at the festival and everyone's mm-hmm. just dancing and having fun. Well, uh according to uh Planet Simpson. Oh, by Chris Turner. Chris Turner, friend of the podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, this 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 episode is an example of how early uh, seasons of the show would include celebrity cameos and not point out the enormity of their fame. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, they would just be there. Yeah, and it's it's great. It's a it just makes the 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 idea of James Brown being there seem more real in a sense. Yeah, because it's not like, oh my god, it's we got James Brown. It's just like, no, James Brown is playing this little show. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, and of course, it devolves into a riot because <laughs> someone didn't uh, double bolt the grandstand, and then we. Really... <laughs> now wait a minute, hold on here. <laughs> this grandstand wasn't double bolted. Yeah. Huh. And. Uh... Willie doesn't oil the Ferris wheel, and Which so is a, I just want to say, like that line by James Brown is like a really stupid line. Uh huh. When you read it, but he when he, it's him saying it, it's really funny. Yeah, I <laughs> think is, that's why they gave it to. Yeah, him. which is great. Another thing about a lot of the celebrity guests they have is when they get like ones who can't act. We talked about this at length in the Homer at the Bat episode. Yeah. Um, all these baseball players who clearly aren't actors, and something about them reading these absurd lines makes it all the funnier 
because they can't act. <laughs> it's just like this dry, weird delivery, but it works really well. And yeah. obviously, it's not dry and weird in this case. It's just weird, but uh, but it's just James Brown like being a the Godfather of Soul. I mean, yeah, he is. It's what he is. Was get on up. Mm-hmm. I, no, I'd rather sit. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, so the, uh, the, a riot ensues, and naturally it is started by Mo. I feel like you should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate Mo so much. <laughs> I'm just so curious when, when he's like laying into Principal Skinner. I can't stand your Skinner with your <laughs> store bought haircut. What is that exactly? <laughs> Where else would you acquire a haircut? I don't. I don't Just know. Like in your own bathroom with the, uh, you know, the rusty scissors. It's <laughs> probably how, how Mo, Mo does it. So yeah. horrifying. Mo lives in an empty shack, a one-room shack that walls fall down. <laughs> Never too far away from a Christmas accident. <laughs> Are you Drew Barrymore? What? Get out of here! I'm hungover. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Barrymore. What? <laughs> um, and the riot ends surprisingly easily <laughs> in this episode. Like, Apparently, but through the acquisition of cider. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Just, and Mo ends the riot too. Mo, I think, just really wanted some cider. <laughs> it's like they're going to the old mill. No, we're not. No, we're not. Well, let's go to the old mill anyway. Get some cider. And it's the mob, yeah. so they're easily, uh, you know, cha- their minds are changed easily. Yeah, first person with a good idea, or even half of a good idea. <laughs> There's something amazing about Homer and Bart's, like, ultra-low-speed getaway, <laughs> getaway on the parade the float. float. I love that. Like, he floors it, and it just, like, barely... Like, it's a great piece of animation where it just, like, barely moves up to five... Five miles per miles hour. Miles per hour, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the... Feathers or whatever the floats made out of float away. I, I don't I have th- a ton I think of no- float building knowledge. Yeah, myself, I've never built a float. No, it's like paper mache and sure. flowers. Yeah, <laughs> right. Standard float material. Yeah, you know, um, for floats. For floats, and then uh, it's just this like wiring <laughs> that they're like getting away in. It's very like I said. Yeah, just like the animation for that is uh, is very nice. Yeah, and uh, that basically brings us to the end. Yeah, they're basically they're just back home and everything's back to normal. Status yeah. quo, you know, classic yeah. sitcom. And uh, everyone's not going to be like Bart anymore. And right. self help is for people from big cities. That's right. Yep. Now and let's watch some McGarnacle. Let's watch McGarnacle. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. This is the first appearance of McGarnacle of two. It's only yeah. he only appears twice. Yeah. And uh, Billy's but I, dead. I love, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm trying to eat my lunch here. <laughs> I love that one because we actually get to see McGarnacle. Yeah. This one, it's just the voice, but. It re- it's great because it, it sets up the premise really nicely. Hey, it's that show about that police police officer who solves crimes in his spare time. In his spare time. <laughs> <laughs> terrible cop. <laughs> so you're supposed to do while you're on the job, yeah. McGarnagle. <laughs> and I love the, like, the classic chief, chief uh, wildcard detective yeah. uh, relationship. Um, it's also great because it's like, <laughs> you're off your case, chief. And then the chief legitimate, like if you listen to the vo- the vocals of it, it's like, he's legitimately like, "What does that mean?" Like I t- <laughs> I'm so confused why you're saying that. Yeah. And Homer's response, of course, um, that means he gets results. You stupid chief, <laughs> sit down, dad. Sit down, dad. <laughs> oh man, Sorry. it's such a brilliant like that whole sequence is all audio. Like, yeah. You don't need any visuals, mm-hmm. and it's it paints the picture so perfectly, not only of the world in TV, but of Homer watching the TV. Yeah. Because you can hear him stand up and point and shout at the TV <laughs> in that moment. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite endings to any episode. Great. Great. Do we have a favorite joke? Do I? Um, well, I mentioned a couple already. Um, what an odd thing to say. Yeah. Um, as well as the uh, Feel Bad Rainbow. And my other favorites, uh, because I, I can never pick one in these episodes, as we've learned but uh, sweet liquor eases the pain. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they bring it back with yeah, McGarnagle eases, eases the pain. Eases the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, one of my favorites as well is uh, Brad Goodman. There's no trick to it. It's just a simple trick. <laughs> I, d- I very much like Troy McClure's like, and now the man who puts the U in self-improvement. Improvement. 
It's really reaching for that. That is a long way to travel. Yeah. But he got there. Oh, yeah. he's Troy McClure. He delivered. And he's he'll always get there. Yeah. Uh, mine is... Uh, what is your name, son? Rudiger, sir. <laughs> of course, yes. We should all be more like little Rudiger here. His name is Bart. His name isn't important. <laughs> I love that name. Yes. Rudiger is... Just, just Bart coming up with the fake name Rudiger on the spot. And it's like, <laughs> why would you say that? It's to fuck with this guy. It's so funny. I don't know if uh, children are in your future, Greg, but if you ever have a boy, you should name him Rudiger. Um, oh, God, I want to make a bet with you. <laughs> where if I lose, I have to name him Rudiger. Okay. Well, yeah. To be it fair, out. I feel like yeah. there are no winners on this bet, no matter which way this <laughs> plays <laughs> out. Let me ask you this. Who, who, do you, who do you have as a favorite for the Stanley Cup this year? Oh, I don't have a favorite yet. Okay. Once you do, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote on the Habs, even though yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. necessarily think they're going to win. Yeah. I just want, I want them to. So. Yeah, sure. And then, they uh, have a better chance now with Weber. It's true. And Price is back in top Price form. Price is back in top form and won Canada the, the World Cup. So, which people don't care about, but apparently not. He still played really well. Yeah, so, he's played great. They won six in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nothing. That's really good. Yeah. So, anyway, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And then if you lose, you have to name your kid Ruddick. Yeah. My firstborn son, <laughs> right? Son. Uh, it's great to like bet on uh, like unborn people's lives. Yeah, isn't it you great? Know? Like you could just ruin a person's I think life. you should open it up. Don't just make it son. If you oh. have a daughter first, oh, yeah. daughter this is my daughter. Rudiger. <laughs> Rudiger. <laughs> Damn it, Dad. Ruddy for short. Yep. Ruddy. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Gur. That... She's, she's going to be describing this thing to a therapist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, uh, have you seen that that uh, that uh, New Girl episode? Do you guys watch New Girl? I do, yeah. Where, uh, where uh, Nick is like, don't ask why. I have, oh, to, yeah, yeah. I have to name my firstborn, my firstborn son, Reginald Val Johnson. <laughs> I lost a bet to Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> it's and great. Jess is like Reginald Val Johnson, like the guy from Family Matters. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and the guy hard. from Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. I think he says that. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, he's Die Hard from Die Hard. Yeah, he's actually from Die. Um, but yeah. So I would like to do that with let's, you. Let's figure it out. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. Next time, maybe we'll have it <laughs> maybe solidified. We'll, yeah, maybe we'll have it have it down. Uh, do we have a? Uh, Oh, um, we need to do the some reference desk. references. Yeah. yeah, let's go to the reference desk. Um, there's a bunch in the first act. Um, yes, most Looney Tunes. Ob- most obviously course. the Looney Tunes, the Chuck Jones, Wiley Coyote thing, um, where the cliff doesn't fall. Yeah, if this were a cartoon, the cliff would fall off. Now, cut to hours later. <laughs> I'm thirsty. <laughs> which is I love. I love that. He, that's that's his thing. It's not I'm hungry. It's I'm thirsty. <laughs> And the cliff breaks and falls. Yeah, and then he's fine. Yeah, uh, and uh, the r- the shot of all the kids lying on the That's ground. That's one of my favorite moments in the episode. There's something about a field full of injured children that is just <laughs> that tickles that really my gets funny me bone. Going. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not having kids. Nobody's getting named Rudiger at my house. I have problems. But, yeah. it's, a, it's a reference to Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Reverend Lovejoy attempts to play the uh, the entertainer on the organ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he sure does. And, of course, um, James Brown singing one of his... And uh, also, Brad Goodman is based most, uh, we, like we said, on self-help gurus mm-hmm. in general, but mostly on a guy named John Bradshaw, who kind of uh, popularized the idea of the wounded inner child. Oh, God. That's all I know about him, and I don't care to learn more. Yeah, so. me neither. <laughs> sounds like a really... there's any mm-hmm. Bradshaw heads out there that are like, oh, why didn't they mention Johnny? There you go. You're welcome. There you go. All right. <laughs> Well, that about does it here. That's it for us, yeah. Greg. Our next episode is I know Boy Scouts is. in that's the right. Hood. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Uh, that's going to be fun. Ernest yeah. Borgnine Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> is a guest star. Uh, I don't know who we're going to have on. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. We always do. And um, Ben. Thanks so much for coming on. It was my pleasure. I'll uh, I'll come back for Trash of the Titans. That's we'll right. Gladly have you back on. Uh, maybe even before then too. Nice. Because uh, this was fun. And um, do you have anything to plug? Nothing whatsoever. No shows coming up. Nope. No? I'm working on film stuff these days, and oh god, it's a grind. Okay. So uh, we'll give it a minute. All Great. right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. 
Alan, want to plug the underneath one more time? Sure. Come check out me in the underneath and something about dolphins and blowholes. And uh, that'll be at the Mandani Opera Center uh, on the 6th, 7th, and 8th, and the 13th, 14th, and 15th. And uh, tickets are $20, as I just learned. So there you go. <laughs> so they're cheap. And Come it's fun. check that out. Calgary's first horror company, theater company. So yeah. That's, they've just rebranded, in that's case you didn't know that. Pretty cool. Uh, we will be back next time with Boy Scouts in the Hood. Yes, that's right. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you want to uh, email us, it is thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. And numerical that's numerical three. three. And thank you, Greg. And of course, our Twitter is Bad Neighbors Pod. And we also have a Facebook page. You can leave us a comment on any of those web zones, and we will get back to you or possibly read it on air. Thank you, everyone. Uh, special shout out to Mike Westfall for shouting us out on National Podcast Day, which was a few days ago. Um, that's all I have to say. So, anything else? Any final thoughts? I didn't know that happened. Yeah, you who's don't Mike, Twitter. You who, don't Twitter. Who's Mike Westfall? Uh, he's a friend who lives in the states. He sounds like a cool dude. He's a nice guy. Yeah. All right. Sweet. I was thinking of trying to get him on someday, but we'd have to Skype him, so we'd have to figure that. We'd have to stuff figure out. that out better than we have before. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Got it. So, uh, in conclusion, be like Roy, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Keep watching the skis.